We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. What is going on, Colts Nation? Welcome back to another episode of Bring the Juice. Guys, we have officially made it. It is week one, Indianapolis Colts versus the Houston Texans down in Houston. Uh, your guys, Cody and Derek here, and we wanted to welcome on a special guest. Uh, would you guys welcome on our new friend, Mr. Cody Johnson? Great name, Cody. Uh, <laughs> hello, Cody. I appreciate it, but I appreciate you coming on, man. Yeah, man, appreciate you having me on. Uh, glad football is back and, and ready to talk about Texans and Colts for sure. Yeah, it's going to be a good game, man. Really looking forward to it. And, you know, it's interesting because uh, you kind of look at these teams last year um, and, you know, kind of some of the things that, that the Colts have done, some of the things that the Texans have done this offseason. Um, you look at the matchups last year that the Colts, you know, the Texans played, and the Colts pretty much dominated those two matchups. I believe it was 31-3 and then 31-0. Uh, in the second matchup, right. but we do know the Colts have struggled notoriously. Uh, I believe eight straight years the Colts have not won a Week One matchup. I think Houston's not much better than the Colts in Week One. Uh, what are you looking for in this game, man? What What are some of the things that you are looking for uh, that are new from the Houston Texans and what we saw a year ago? So for me specifically, I'm looking at uh, the. The pass coverage, for one, obviously you upgraded your pass coverage. You got uh, Derek Stingley in the draft, Jalen Petrie in the draft, Christian Harris, who I don't think is going to play this game, but he's a he's a more of a pass coverage linebacker than anything. And then you added uh, like Jerry Hughes as a pass rusher. So uh, how you can defend the pass with those guys, with those rookies, uh, where where they're going to play is Jalen Petrie going to play in the back half of the field? Is he going to come up and play in the box? That's kind of stuff. But the big thing, especially on defense, is uh, – can we stop the run? Obviously, we weren't able to do that last year. Y'all's offensive line and Jonathan Taylor absolutely killed us. We did very little in upgrading the defense, uh, the pertaining to the run game specifically. So that's my biggest thing. And then on offense, just uh, Davis Mills progression. Davis Mills progression is the biggest thing, biggest thing on offense for me. Yeah, so, I mean, going off away from Davis Mills for a second, I did want to – I think the most interesting fact about – uh, the Texans offense is Damian Pierce. I think it's an important piece because, you know, in the preseason, while he got limited usage, you know, he was still averaging over five yards to carry on the carries that he was getting. Now say what you want about preseason and whatnot, but he was still running hard. He was still 
being effective at running. Uh, and I have questions about the Colts rushing defense because in years past, it's been pretty good. But I think this year, the Colts kind of took a step away from the rush defense and are looking to be more of a pass rushing uh, specialist defense rather than that. Do you think there's a, a chance that the Texans offense can be more effective in this game with Damian Pierce now running the football? I do. I think so. Um, I don't know how much specifically. Obviously, we were the worst rushing team in the league last year. Um, Damian Pierce proved during the preseason, even with limited snaps, that he's the starter. He is going to start. Uh, they cut Marlon Mack, put him on the practice squad, cut him again, and then added him back. But um, that and then obviously Pep Hamilton's our new offensive coordinator. And y'all are pretty familiar with Pep, uh, probably more familiar with him than I am as he was also C for a few years. Uh, but Specifically, that gap power scheme that he likes to run, Damian Pierce fits very well. Uh, very good vision. Not like a home run hitter kind of guy, but he's the one that's going to put his head down and he's going to run through you. And that's something the Texans have lacked since uh, who, who knows how long, you know. So I definitely think it's going to be upgrade. I don't, uh, I'm looking at hopefully we're getting like 60 rushing yards with Pierce alone. Other than that, I don't know who's going to pertain to that, but, uh, or who's going to add to that. I'm sorry, but. The biggest thing also with that is the addition of Kenyon Green uh, at left guard, who is a guy that is a power run blocker. And I don't know if he's going to start this game. He's not listed as the starter in the depth chart, but I think he'll get some play time. And that's a big addition uh, on the interior of the offensive line. Yeah, that's interesting. We'll see. Like Derek said, like, you know, this is the first time I'm not like super, super confident in this Colts run defense. So we'll see if Houston can take advantage, you know, and then, you know, you guys can be a little bit more uh, balanced on offense and stuff like that. Um, I did want to ask you the question, kind of switch into the passing, you know, game a little bit for Houston. Obviously, Davis Mills, I thought all things considered, you know, terrible situation he was thrown into last year. I thought all things considered, he played really well, given the circumstances. I feel like people are underrating um, Davis Mills. I really do feel like he could be a good quarterback in this league. Uh, but the one thing I want to, you know, because we talked about it a little bit, the Colts really made a concerted effort this offseason with the new defensive coordinator, Gus Bradley, uh, uh, trading for Yannick Ngakwe. Uh, they drafted a couple guys a year ago who they feel like are going to take some steps forward. Um, how is it going to look for Davis Mills under center? Like with you know the with the Houston, you know, did they really do much to protect him? Because I know he got sacked a decent number of times last year. Um, do you, are you worried about the Colts' pass rush versus Houston's offensive line, or do you feel confident in where you guys are? Uh, I'm a worried a little bit, but the biggest thing for us is we get obviously Laramie Tunsil back, who was out for most of the season with a thumb injury. He's going to be back at left tackle, and then the other big thing is Titus Howard actually playing right tackle again. They tried him out at left guard last year a lot, and then uh, when Tunsil went out, he moved to left tackle and played 10 times better at left tackle than he did at guard. So he's back on the right side, which he played in college, which he played early in Houston. So I like that. Um, you know, obviously Yannick Ngakwe is a beast, and then you have uh, Pay. I'm assuming he's your strong side defensive end, right? So those guys are, are dogs, and, I, you know, it's going to be tough, but I'm more so worried about Yannick, and I'm assuming he's your weak side defensive end, if I may ask. Yeah, I think so, yeah. Yeah, yep. yeah, so yep. – so him going against Titus, you know, that's going to be a battle. I think Yannick can win. But uh, this, that, other than that, the interior with DeForest Buckner, um, our interior guys are Justin Braids back at center. We got brought A.J. Can over from the uh, Jaguars with the offensive line coach, and then obviously Kenyon Green if he starts. Those guys being able to hold Buckner on the interior is going to be the biggest question in terms of, you know, how we block the pass rush or guard the pass rush or whatever you want to call it, right? 
Um, but yeah, that's that's going to be my biggest concern. I think the tackles can hold up well enough. Both sides will get their plays, but the interior is going to be the biggest question. Yeah, I think that offensive line, defensive line uh, battle, especially on the edges, is going to be an interesting battle. Uh, let's talk for a second about the passing specifically because we talked a little bit about Davis Mills. Let's talk about these weapons that he has to throw to outside of, you know, Brandon Cooks. I mean, there wasn't a whole lot that was added to this roster. Uh, Tyler Johnson was brought in from Tampa Bay. He definitely has capabilities. He's not a home run hitter, but he definitely is a possession guy. Uh, you brought in OJ Howard, who a lot of people think could still make, uh, could find a way to become what he was originally drafted to be. Obviously the tight end group, I'd say honestly at this moment in time, your tight end group is more talented than Indianapolis's right now. When you look at it from three deep, they all have some really good guys. And, I mean, Brandon Cooks might be the one-man show, but Brandon Cooks is still Brandon Cooks at the end of the day. But then they're going up against this Colts secondary that added Stephon Gilmore, who, from looking at camp, we've seen he looks very healthy and he looks like the same Stephon Gilmore we all recognize. And then they're getting Julian Blackman back, who was gone halfway through the season. Isaiah Rogers and Brandon Faison are back into the system and Kenny Moore being a pro bowler last year. And then they just drafted Nick Cross from Maryland, who they hope is going to be uh, an explosive player on the back end. How are you concerned about the matchup with these Colts corners? Or do you think that there's some matchups that the Texans can take advantage of? Yeah, I kind of am. So the first thing I want to ask is, do you, I'm not familiar with how your defense coordinator runs his defense, specifically his corners. Is Will he have Stefan follow Brandon Cooks, or do they more so play sides? Um, it so it can be both. Uh, he has basically stated before that he will oftentimes assign guys that will follow, but from time to time he'll mix it up. Like there, we never know. Like it's if it's going to be thirty seventy, if it's going to be fifty fifty, if it's going to be an all game thing. I wouldn't anticipate Gilmore uh tailing Brandon Cooks all game, but okay. I would definitely say that. Um, there's chances Isaiah Rogers could be lined up on him too because uh, Brandon Cooks is definitely fast and Isaiah Rogers is uh, clearing away the fastest corner we have. So if somebody was going to tail him, I think Isaiah Rogers would probably be doing it more often than anyone else. Gotcha. Okay. So my I, what I would assume y'all's defense will do is try to lock up Cooks and make the other guys beat you because that makes the most sense, right? Uh, you mentioned Tyler Johnson and OJ Howard. They just signed with the team. I'm not sure how many snaps they're actually going to get um specifically for this game as it um but i don't the other guy i'm looking out for is the progression of nico collins playing on, on as the other outside wide receiver third round draft pick uh last year um to see what he can do jump ball guy fast for a size six four obviously all that stuff to see if he can kind of step up and take over if y'all do lock up brandon cooks other than that i think we're going to be seeing a lot of two tight end sets so you're going to get Farrell brown and brevin jordan on the line uh like i just mentioned tyler johnson just learned the playbook so he's i don't know who's going to play slot outside of him you might actually have brevin jordan just kind of line up a uh, line up out wide and or, i'm sorry in the slot and have him run routes from the slot there that's what he did in miami a lot so i am kind of worried if y'all lock up brandon cooks i'm not sure these guys have yet to show that they can step up uh, you had some games last year where like Philip Dorsett was making plays against the Chargers and stuff like that, but it was never any consistency to it. So that's one thing I'm definitely watching for. Uh, yeah, that, and uh, the other thing I wanted to add was for Davis Mills specifically, uh, he did 
play a lot better uh, on, at home than he did on the road. His splits at home than on the road were <laughs> nine day. So maybe that's something that goes in our favor um, that it's at home this time. But again, he didn't really do anything to y'all last year at home either. So we'll see how it goes. Yeah, sure. Um, what I want to kind of flip it over as we talk about, you know, now Indy's offense versus your guys' defense. Obviously, we know about Jonathan Taylor, you know, what he was able to do last year, leading the league in rushing. He's back. He's fully healthy, ready to go. Colts also have Naheem Hines out of the backfield who can do, you know, a little bit of everything. He can run between the tackles. He can catch out of the backfield. Um, he can do – he's kind of the, the jack-of-all-trades, if you will. Um, my question for you is, yes, you look at Houston's – defensive against the run last year they were near the bottom they were 31st against the run um and now you're facing the league leading rusher how i guess what is your perspective on did houston do enough to obviously you can never really contain some of these guys but you know like hold him in check a little bit more than maybe you did last year what are your thoughts kind of on how your defense is going to try to approach stopping the league rusher last year man it's tough um, especially with, you know, Lovey is known for his Tampa two is two high sets. So leaving two safeties in the backfield, not bringing a guy into the box. Um, with that being said, the biggest addition, I think, in run defense was drafting Jalen Petrie, who was right in run defense at Baylor. Right. But that was because he was playing closer line of scrimmage. You line him up in the back half of the field. Does he really get involved in run that much? Um, so it's, it'd be interesting to see how Lovey does it. If he puts him in the box more and then you're running more cover one or cover three on the back end type stuff. And that will be your biggest asset in the run defense. Other than that, man, they didn't do much of anything to upgrade the run defense. Like I mentioned earlier, you still got Malik Collins. who's not a good run defender on the interior. Roy Lopez in his, in his second year, he had his up and ups and downs last year. Um, and then Jonathan Grenard's a good run defender on the edge. Um, but, and then you got Jerry Hughes playing on the other side in the rotation. Other than that, you got the same linebackers there. I don't see a way that you're just going to be able to contain Jonathan Taylor, especially with the offensive line y'all guys have. Yeah. I think the Texans have kind of gotten rid of some of their better defensive tackles over the years. And that certainly hasn't helped with keeping the rundown, uh, real quick before I ask you about the pass rush, like, give me your opinion on Derek Stingley jr. Cause everyone's been asking, you know, Derek Singley Jr. or Sauce Gardner in the draft this last year. It was the big debate which corner should go first. Like, do you think the Texans made a mistake in drafting Derek Stingley, or do you think that we have to wait to determine that? I don't. Um, I was I was not a big sauce guy, to be honest with you. I was very much Stingley over sauce. Um, I think he was the best cornerback in football as a freshman at, in his 2019 season. The problem is he hasn't really played much outside of that season, right? Uh, very natural, very good in man coverage, which go back to the Texas real quick. Obviously, Lovey's known for his zone, so I was curious to see how much he moves to playing man, playing zone, that kind of stuff. But I don't think they made a mistake. I think Stingley was the right pick. I don't know if he shows it right away, especially in this game when you got a guy like Michael Pittman who's looking to have a breakout season and you're probably going to be shadowing him. Um, but I do think they made the right choice, and it will show eventually. What's going on, everyone? Just wanted to take a quick moment to talk with you about Odds Trader. Odds Trader is a place to compare odds from all major sports books. You can also compare the different sign up codes and promotions from sport books to get the best deal possible. Odds Trader allows you to make bets on almost every major sport. Some of the cool features that I enjoy about Odds Trader is the handicapping options they provide, you get live play by play updates. You get live scores and bet tracking on everything that you're doing on the app. 
player statistics, key game statistics. You even get projected game day weather reports as well. And the, another great thing about odds traders, you get bet tracker, which allows you to keep records of all your games and betting activities while you're on the site. I mean, how cool is that? If this is something that sounds like and intrigues you, make sure to go to oddstrader.com slash blue wire. Odds Trader, the number one site for all your game day bets. All right, cool. Um, well, I mean, we can get back into the pass rush ability. Obviously, the Colts have a new quarterback in Matt Ryan. So there's a couple different things that come with that. Matt Ryan with you know 15 years of NFL experience and was amongst the top at one point. And, you know, are you concerned with your pass rush getting in here? Because me personally, I think your best pass rusher right now is Jerry Hughes. And Jerry Hughes is 34 years old and, you know, is reaching the back end of his career by a long shot. I just don't know how you feel about going up against this Colts offensive line, which is still clearly a top 10 offensive line in this league. Yeah, it's tough. Jerry did look good in the preseason, looked uh, spry, I guess we can say, for his age, okay. uh, making some plays when he was playing in, in the preseason. But uh, I think he's – you're right. He probably is our just best pure pass rusher. But I won't count on Jonathan Grenard, who had eight sacks in 12 games played last year. Um, a guy that, you know, some people might say it was a lot of cleanup work, but, I mean, a sack's a sack, right? So I, I wouldn't count him out. Uh, I am – Worried because, again, like you said, this is a top 10 offensive line. Uh, and Lovey is not a guy that likes to blitz. So those guys are going to have to win just rushing four and win their one-on-one blocks, right? So it would be interesting to see if Jerry uh, Hughes holds up. They also brought in a guy, and I, I don't know how to say his name, but he's from the Rams, an outside linebacker, defensive end uh, guy uh, that will rotate in with Jerry, who also showed some promise in the preseason. So we'll see. I'm not banking on them to – get to Ryan though to win this game well, I will say you know the Colts have two new offensive line starters this year so maybe that is something that they could work on at left tackle Matt Pryor and then right guard Danny Pinter you know maybe they can especially at left tackle go after him uh, a guy in Matt Pryor who's never played left tackle in this league this is his first year you know he played primarily right tackle and right guard last year kind of in spot duty so maybe they could you know exploit that matchup you know you know, especially if would you say who would you say is probably your best pure like speed rusher guy there? Speed rusher. So you're probably looking at the weak side defensive end Jerry Hughes, and then the guy from the Rams. I, and okay. I didn't even mention Malik Collins is a good pass rusher for he has lacks in the run department for sure. But if you you got a new offensive lineman in there, then maybe he can take advantage of that from the three tech spot. Um, he, he did pretty well last year. I don't remember what his sack count was. I think it was like three or four. Um, but you know, maybe he can get some wins in there. Pit, pure speed rusher though. I'd probably go with the guy from the Rams and I'm sorry. I'm blanking on his name right now. Yeah, you're good. No, I, was no, just I saw say the name Matt too, Pryor. and I'm not even yeah. going <laughs> to, yeah. it, it, his first name is Ogbonia. So yeah, yeah. you can right. just say Ogbonia. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that last okay. name, I'm not even going to attempt to try that. <laughs> Yeah, well, I was going to say Matt Pryor kind of has typically, you know, struggled with against him more of those speed guys. So maybe that would put an advantage to a Jerry Hughes or one of those guys like okay. that. Um, but I will say it's been really good for Matt Pryor to go up against Yannick Ngakwe a lot, yeah. you know, one of the better speed rusher guys in the league. Um, so maybe he is a lot better, you know, here week one than he was, you know, maybe early in camp and things like that. Yeah. So that'll be a matchup I'm definitely looking for for sure. Um, but then we got to talk about some of the weapons that Matt Ryan does have. Obviously, mentioned Naheem Hines. He's a threat out of the backfield. You know, only a year removed from 
being one of the best uh, pass-catching running backs in the league, uh, kind of took a step back last year, primarily, I think, due to the quarterback play and the you know unwillingness to get him the ball and things of that nature. But, uh, you know, you have him, you have Michael Pittman Jr., who you talked about, who I'm thinking – you know, probably Stingley will be matched up with him a lot. I'm guessing if I've, I've had yeah. to guess. Um, and then you have some young guys, you know, some unproven guys in this Colts wide receiver room. You know, Alec Pierce, who you just drafted, who is right now listed as the number two wide receiver okay. on the outside. Um, you have guys like Paris Campbell, who, you know, when he's healthy, he's he's electric, but he hasn't really been healthy. Yeah. But he will be healthy for this game. And then you have a guy in Ashton Doolin, who's a number four wide receiver, kind of a special teamer. But he does have some feet on him as well. Um, then talking about the tight ends, Mo Ali Cox, who you re-signed, who you know is a solid tight end, nothing spectacular. Um, and then you have a couple young guys in Kylan Granson, who was, uh, I believe, a fourth-round pick a year ago in 2021. And then Jelani Woods, who was a third-round pick this year, who will probably be your number three tight end. Um, what are you, kind of your thoughts overall on how Houston can try to slow down some of these pass catchers for the Colts. You know, that's kind of tough to say because I mentioned it a little bit earlier, but it depends on what Lovey wants to run, especially if he's running too too deep, uh, too high looks, I'm sorry. But if he's running too high looks, then maybe you have a little bit more luck with stopping the pass, but obviously you're just going to get lit up at the, in the run at that point. Now, it, it's I, th- I do think Stingley is going to follow Pittman. I think Love, uh, Lovey even mentioned that to him in the draft process when he, when he was drafted, said it over the phone. Hope you're ready to follow number one wide receivers. To slow the rest of those guys down, I'm not entirely sure because I don't know what Levy's going to change. Uh, to be honest, he, he's talked about changing. He ran some other stuff in the in the preseason, brought uh, Petrie, I'm sorry, down in the box quite a bit. If he does that, it'll be definitely interesting to see because we don't have a free safety that's a single high kind of guy that you can run cover one or cover three with. And you're asking your corners to do a lot at that point if you, if you are running a lot of cover one, cover three. And um, – we got Steven Nelson as the cornerback, too. Obviously, Desmond King in the slot. So we have some solid corners for sure. But uh, without the help over the top, if you're not running those two high looks, then I'm not really sure how they're going to attack those guys, especially if you're still going to be running a lot of zone instead of man. Yeah, I mean, w- before we get into special teams play, is there one specific matchup that you're looking at from your defense versus anyone on our offense? It could be. Uh, with a position group, it could be a specific player or what you want to see the defense do. Is there anything you particularly think gives them the best chance to slow down this Colts offense? I think if you're going to have the best chance to slow down the Colts offense, it's the defensive line uh, winning on rush snaps where they're penetrating and they're getting in the backfield and slowing Jonathan Taylor down. That's going to be the biggest uh, thing. Again, uh, Lovey doesn't like to blitz, so you're going to have to do it with those four guys. You're going to win up front. If those guys can win up front, you have a better chance to win this game, but that's a tough task with y'all's offensive line. Gotcha. Cool. Uh, We can talk about special teams real fast. I just, you know, I wanted to kind of get a feel for where you feel about your special teams, you know, with kicker, punter, kick returner, punt returner, kick coverage, all those things. Uh, What what are your thoughts overall on Houston and what you've seen from their special teams in the preseason? Um, I haven't, I didn't look too much in the special teams, to be honest with y'all guys. Uh, I know it's been, better in the last couple of years than it has, like especially in the O'Brien era. I don't think we have anybody crazy like returning punts back there or anything like that. Um, I believe we brought on a new special teams coordinator last year, so this will be a second year. Um, I don't have too much to say on it. I didn't see anything crazy in the preseason, um, but yeah, that's kind of where I'm at on the, on the special teams. Cool. 
All right. Well, I think that's it for that. But I guess the last thing we need is a uh, score prediction uh, when it comes to the end. We always ask our guests for score predictions for the game. Uh, we'll allow you to go first, and then, Cody, you can go second, and I'll go last. Okay, so I've been thinking about this a little bit. I, I'm predicting the Colts to win and I because I don't think we'll be able to stop the run. I think it's going to be like a 28-17 to 17 type of game. I don't think y'all quite hold us to like what y'all did last year was three points in two games. Yeah. Uh, I think we'll offense will be a little bit better, but not enough to win this game, 28-17. to 17. Okay, 28-17. Cody? That's funny. I had 28 in my mind before you even <laughs> said it. Uh, I was going to go 28-13 Indianapolis okay. as yeah. well. I'm going to pick them. So right up there, yeah. I'm I'm gonna go 31-17. I'm right there with okay. uh, with Johnson as well. I think yeah, the Colts I think are gonna end up getting that 31 again. Uh, but like you said, it, it's week one. Teams are gonna look a little uh, spotty at times, you know, especially the Colts as well, you know. And there's the uh, potential that Shaquille Leonard's not actually going to play in this game. Even if he is, it's sounding very much likely that he's going to be on a pitch count. Mm-hmm. So doesn't sound like we're going to get him for the majority of it. I think there will be a few times when the Texans will be able to take advantage of some yeah. miscues by the Colts defense. But at the end of the day, I still think the Colts are going to pull out the win there. Break the curse. Not nine freaking seasons. <laughs> oh my gosh. I'll tell you what, man, that's all we hear yeah. every single year. Oh, that's ridiculous. I bet. So bad. I mean, we haven't won, I mean, honestly, since I was still in high school. That's crazy to me. That's just not 20, right. Yeah, was it 2013? Yeah, I was a freaking I was a yeah, a basically a junior in high school at that time. Yeah. My yeah. lord. Wow. <laughs> That's crazy wild. to think about now. My Lord. Wild, please man. don't do us wrong here. <laughs> no, no, absolutely. Well, man, I really, we really appreciate uh, your time here. Why don't you tell people if they want to go check out your stuff where they can find you at? For sure. So uh, my Twitter is actually what I have right here. FB underscore underscore Lone Star. And then you can also find me on YouTube at the lead uh, capital T capital L no space. Uh, I make some content or videos for that for that YouTube channel. My my friend Harley runs it. Um, but yeah, those are the two spots you can find me at. Appreciate y'all having me on, by the way. Awesome, man. Yeah. Well, I tell all, all our opponents every single year, I say good luck on Sunday, but not too much luck because we are <laughs> sticking tired of this curse, man, and we just want to get over it. Right. Um, I do think y'all have uh, some nice pieces. I'm really looking forward to these matchups here in the next couple of years because I think you guys got some talent, and I'm really looking forward to it. But not for this game. Not for this game. You know? <laughs> so. All right. Well, guys, uh, that'll do it for this matchup. Let us know your thoughts. Drop score predictions below in the comment section. But thank you guys so much for tuning in. And as always, guys, go Colts. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring podcasts on the Blue Wire Network. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System yet, then you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. Wherever you are across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE System technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unified, U-N-I-F-Y-D, healing.com slash bluewire. 
No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system.